What's up, everybody? Just want to let you know that By the Hood is powered by MDC Strategy. So Corey and I have partnered with several other educators and investors to create MDC Strategy. Just want to let you know this is not a get-rich-quick scheme or fake internet guru selling you dreams of wealth. This is a community of educators and investors who believe in the power of community and shared ideas. We share information about real estate, long-term stock investing, precious metals, options trading, cryptocurrency, and much, much more. To get more information, go to mdcstrategy.com. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Buy the Hood podcast, a webcast, because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host, as always. My name is Jimmy, and as we start off every show, that is with gratitude. Thank you to anyone and everyone who supports us. Special shout out to all of our new YouTube subscribers, man, because um, we're trying to grow our YouTube page, trying to hit 10K before the end of 2024. That is the goal. So if you're listening to this on audio, make sure to go over to YouTube and hit subscribe. Um, I'm by myself today for a quick show, but I, there's a couple of things I'm going to say before we get into today's topic. Um, first and foremost, if you are listening to this on the audio, I hope you heard the little quick blurb that was um, put on the audio feed before this, which explains the new format of our uh, audio feed a lot more content coming we got the new bitcoin show starting next week stack sats at dot trying our friday lives will now be put on audio as well as today's show like your our wednesday you know flagship podcast um you know and we do have some guests that we're working on but the reason we haven't had a guest in a while on our wednesday show is because like i was telling you before we want to make sure we do a great job of vetting the people that we bring before our audience um we believe that you know as we talk about black wealth and as we, um, you know, talk about personal finance, that um, integrity and people's character mean more than anything. So there's a lot of people we could have brought before you just for the idea of getting clicks and views. But we're not in it for that. We don't care if this gets one view or if it gets a thousand views or a million views. That doesn't matter to us. It's about taking our time and creating something that, um, you know, outlasts us. And it's a, it's a good product. And we having great conversations and sharing good information. And not putting out like you know lies and deception and a bunch of like grifting for our community. That's that's what we're about. Um, and that's not taking a shot at anyone and saying that someone else is not doing that. But we just want to make sure we're doing a better job of um, you know sharing our audience, you know whatever size that audience may be, uh, with the people that listen to us, right? So with that being said, I'm here today just to have a quick conversation about debt, right? Um, so let me pull up this article, and if you are listening to the audio. I'll put a link to this article in the show notes as well as the YouTube description. But we're going to talk about Robert Kiyosaki and we're going to talk about debt, right? So for those who may not know, Robert Kiyosaki went, you know, semi-viral recently talking about the levels of debt that he's in. I've seen several things on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, the whole, you know, all the socials talking about where Robert Kiyosaki stands in terms of debt. So here's an article um, from Benzinga, but I found it on Yahoo Finance, reading around Yahoo Finance. So let me read a little bit of it. It says, Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad author, says, I am a billionaire in debt and calls Dave Ramsey an idiot for encouraging people to live debt free. Right. So um, uh, Jenny Mancini wrote this article. And it says, Robert Kiyosaki, the author renowned for his best-selling book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, has again captured the public's attention with his unconventional financial strategies, this time revealing a staggering $1.2 billion in debt. So um, he talked about being a billion dollars in debt. I'm not going to read every word of the article. But one of the things that he says, he, uh, you know, um, let me read some of his direct statements. I can't leave this out. 
He directly addresses his critics and those with contrasting economic ideology saying, and check this out. I mean, all you communists out there, check this stuff out. I am a billionaire in debt. You know why? Because I get tax breaks for borrowing money, right? So his approach to wealth and debt contrasts with more traditional financial advice. He believes that leveraging debt is a key driver of his wealth because of the tax advantages it provides. So he also critiques the common financial advice of living debt-free is popularized by financial expert Dave Ramsey saying, and if and my friend Dave Ramsey lives debt-free, well, you're an idiot. I mean, he's my friend, but I say, Dave, I like that, right? He acknowledges Ramsey's caution towards debt saying, I know, but most people can't handle debt. This admission highlights a critical divide in financial um, philosophy. While Kiyosaki sees that as a tool, he concedes that not everyone possesses the financial acumen to manage it effectively. So why would you even say anything like that? Anyway, this goes on to talk about his beliefs in debt, right? So I think this is an important uh, conversation to have as we talk about, like, you know, our community, Black Wolf, the whole nine, because there are a lot of people who, you know, are living check to check and up to their nose in debt. So I get asked this question often about my um, my opinion of more Dave Ramsey than Robert Kiyosaki, believe it or not. People ask me more about that. Um and I believe that Dave Ramsey's approach does work for a lot of people, and it resonates with a lot of people for a lot of reasons um, outside of its, you know, the, the feeling, the religious feeling that it gives you. Um, there are a lot of people that struggle with debt. I mean, the data says that people struggle with debt in this country. But I do think there are some issues with Dave Ramsey's approach. Now, on the other side, you have Robert Kiyosaki, right? <clears throat> and I've been critical of him as well. Um, not that I didn't enjoy his books like everybody else. Funny thing is, and I've mentioned this before, Cashflow Quadrant to me is a better book than Rich Dad Poor Dad, but I digress. Um, but one of the things funny about Robert Kiyosaki is I've been on the internet, social media, that is, since 2006, seven, somewhere around there. And actually, I was on MySpace before then, whatever. But since I was on Twitter, which is like two, late 2007, early 2008, I can't remember. It's on my page. I'll go check it out. But and by the way, follow me at JW the Blueprint. That is my Twitter page. Um, Kiyosaki's been on Twitter calling saying that next month is going to be the worst depression slash recession that we've ever seen in the history. And he's been consistently doing this <laughs> since 2008. And we are now in 2024. And everything that he says is like never come true. Like this is post the uh, the recession of last time. Like he just consistently says it and says it. Next month is going to be the worst thing you've ever seen. Um, and the thing about being that way online is one day he'll be right. Um, and you know people will say, "Oh, he's a genius," and forget about the previous three hundred and eighty-five times that he said the same thing. So that to me is funny. For one, um, for two, he acknowledges that most people can't control debt. So calling people an idiot doesn't really make sense to me. This is one of those situations where the truth somehow lies in the middle of these two philosophies. When you juxtapose one guy's um, position with the other guy, the truth is just directly somewhere in the middle because one of the things I like to talk to people about, and I, I used to do this as a licensed professional when I was in the financial services, as opposed to being specifically real estate now, is personal finance is personal, right? And the reason personal finance is personal is because when I write models, right, let's take it this way. When I write models, I'm adding variables in to see if they make a difference in whatever it is I'm trying to solve for. 
And there's always different variables depending upon what you're trying to solve for. When you look at a person and they're trying to put together a, a, a financial picture, there are different variables in there, right? A lot of it is psychological. What was their upbringing with money, right? Um, does money cause them trauma? Are there issues with money? These are things that you can't just give blanket advice about. It's like the whole idea of do you pay your mortgage off or do you leverage the money within the home to do more things? There's no one way approach. Mathematically speaking, it never makes sense to pay a mortgage off. The reason being is mortgage rates tend to be lower than what you can make in the traditional markets, right? So years ago when I was in the insurance business, I um I studied with a gentleman by the name of uh, Doug Andrews, who um, he's an author. His book is called The Last Chance Millionaire. And I had, a, had the privilege of studying directly with him and learning about how to leverage equity in homes to create, um, you know, more income. But what I realized in going through that is in my community, there's a lot of trauma around housing. People don't want to try these, um, take these necessary steps to kind of beat what they're paying in their mortgage. There's a certain level of fear they have just in operating in those spaces. Now that's something we have to deal with. But in the meantime, the way we feel about our homes is something that has historical significance and we can't discount that. So when we talk about the ideas of having debt, it's just not as simple as looking at the math. Looking at the math is one thing. That sense of security that people have from paying off their home you can't really put a price tag on that, right? And not that everybody has that. I love the leverage debt to a certain extent. Um, I'm not one of these guys who run out by business credit and blah, blah, blah. I'm not into all that, right? Because there's also another aspect of this conversation. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with leveraging debt. When you leverage debt, you're using OPM, which is what all the books tell you, other people's money. But there's a responsibility in dealing with other people's money. I was just looking at... um. A big hedge fund manager. I think it's the guy. I think uh, the guy that owns the Mets, and they were saying that he ran a hedge fund where he took in so much capital and created capital, and now he's a multi-billionaire, what have you. But he closed down his fund to go to a private family office, and one of the reasons he said was he didn't want to be responsible for other people's money. Right? I totally understood that. Understood that and understand that, or shall I say, overstand that, because. The fact of the matter is when you're out in the real estate space and you're building these these um, these large portfolios, you have business partners built into your business. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have a business partner in the bank that you're borrowing from to do it and the government because that's who you're going to pay your taxes to. So I understand um, the feeling of being lean. Right. And scaling a certain way where you just don't have those responsibilities. I go back and forth times with the portfolio that I have remaining. I've had a bigger real estate portfolio, but even scaling down, I sometimes often think about, should I even get leaner? Because I look at it as a responsibility. I'm responsible to uh, the banks that I have loans through. I'm responsible to, you know, the people that I pay taxes to. I'm responsible for every tenant that I have to make sure that they have a safe, secure and a great place to live. Those are responsibilities. Um so when you borrow money, it's not as simple as, hey, give me this money and I'm going to go do X with it. Like you have to be responsible um, if you're moving with integrity, right? If you're out here scamming, you're going to do what you want to do. But if you're moving with integrity, you have to be responsible with other people's money. So when you look at all those variables, I hate when people go on platforms and say, this is the way and this is the only way. Because the truth is some people need Dave Ramsey. 
The other part of that is some people need Robert Kiyosaki, right? Some people are willing and able to manage said risk and able to scale and build huge businesses that they can then take those resources and give back and employ and help other folks. Some people are built like that. A lot of people aren't built like that. Some people will try to take that approach and will do nothing but harm themselves and others. But so it has to be personal. The other part of that, what makes you happy? I've, I've, because of the career I've had in real estate, I've met people that are millionaires and billionaires. And people get upset when I say this. I've met some people that have capital that are depressed and miserable. I've also met people that don't have much and they're the happiest people in the world. So when you think about what actually makes you happy, are you going to be happy borrowing a billion dollars even though you have all these buildings and you're just constantly running around trying to make this work? or trying to put systems in place so you don't have to run around? Or will you be happy just having what you have as long as you have a little nest egg and being able to live and take care of your family? I don't know the answer to that question because again, that is also personal, but it's something that has to be thought about. The fact of the matter is everybody doesn't want a billion dollar business. I know that sounds crazy, especially on a channel that talks about wealth. We talk about community and we talk about these things. Everybody don't want a billion dollar business, you know? Recently, when I was in New Orleans at FinCon, I was sitting in one of the sessions and the guy was talking about um, the wave of staying small and not hiring a bunch of people, but still building a multi-million dollar business as a solopreneur. And the room was packed. There were a lot of people that were interested in that because they don't want the responsibility of having to deal with other folks. So I say all that to say... Um, it's interesting to see these two different philosophies and like everything else on the internet, people fall under one camp and they, they either like he's right or he's right. And, you know, but it's always a more nuanced conversation. And like I said, the truth always lies somewhere in the middle, but it depends upon the person. Personal finance is truly personal. So that's my take on this situation. Um, I would love to get some feedback from you guys. Are you more along the lines of Kiyosaki or are you more along the lines of no debt like Ramsey? Where do you fall within this conversation? And, um, you know, what makes more sense to you? And do you disagree with anything that I said? Because I would love to hear someone who disagrees because I've had I've actually had people disagree with me. Um, and the way they kind of frame it is, listen, as a community, we need to build bigger institutions. And we can't do that if we take the Ramsey approach. So I have had that argument, um, you know, levied against me when I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. Um, and I also understand that falling in the middle of a of a topic doesn't necessarily work on the Internet. People love you to be polarizing, whether you feel strongly one way or the other, right or left, white or black. People don't like the nuance. I get it. Um, and I probably would grow faster if I just took one side and just went that way. But that's not what this is about. Again, Um want to be honest with people, want to be honest and create quality content and just tell the truth because to me, the truth is important. And the truth is everybody's not going to be Dave Ramsey and everybody's not going to be Robert Kiyosaki. Most people will fall in the middle, right? Everything always regresses to the mean. <laughs> so that's just what it is. Um, with that being said, um, make sure you share this video. Make sure you comment. Make sure you subscribe to the channel because most people watching our stuff is not subscribed. So please subscribe to our channel. Also, this Friday, we will be live. Every Friday, we go live on YouTube as well as our Facebook page. And we also do a giveaway every Friday. So check us out this Friday.
Um, and that audio will be out that same evening, right? So now I'm going to make sure the audio is out Friday evening. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, last but not least, Monday. Monday is the first episode ever of the new show, Stack Sats and Die Trying, which is a short show that I'm putting together all about Bitcoin. So with that being said, man, definitely appreciate you. Give us some feedback. You know, love you guys. Which side are you on? Kiyosaki Ramsey, man. And as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Gabe elevates. See you guys on our next episode. Peace.